Welcome to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, the leading pet business expert, Kristen Lee. Here's the thing. I help dog business owners just like yourself become powerful as fuck without sacrificing more. Yeah, no more sacrificing, everybody. Like, there's enough going on as a dog trainer. We'll be talking about growing your dog business through seven-figure sales strategies, marketing that feels authentic as fuck and especially works, and it's hot topics you care about as a dog business entrepreneur and everything in between. Not to mention interviews with some of the leading dog business owners out there today. Get ready to grow and disrupt the way you do in the business of dogs. Let's do this. Marketing, 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 marketing your dog training business, marketing for dog trainers, marketing as a dog trainer, marketing fucking overload. Now, as somebody that specializes and loves me some marketing, I love marketing more so that works for you. Marketing that works for our dog business school students and more importantly for dog business entrepreneurs. Ask me how one of our students had a 1300% return on investment in one of her marketing campaigns in Q2 this year. Just going to put some big dick energy out there. Yeah, Lindsay kicked fucking ass with her fucking campaign that we designed for her. Anyway. Humble brag. And guess what? It wasn't overcomplicated. It was one of the most simple ads and marketing campaigns I've ever run. You've probably even seen it. You probably just bypass it like, meh, meh, what is that? And guess what? Guess what? With that marketing campaign, it was not her posting 24-7 on social media platforms, luring people into a free group or a complicated funneled system. Again, more to come on that since I'm working on a project for y'all. So stay tuned. But there is such a hyper focus. And I've talked about this in previous episodes before. There is such a hyper focus on what to do for marketing as a pet business owner and dog trader. But there are few resources on what not to do. And my job today as a top fucking marketing expert in the dog training industry, this is what people pay me to speak on and companies have me come in and do keynotes for corporations to learn more about how to market to dog owners, hello, hello, is to tell you what not to do. My job today and all the time is to protect your valuable time and energy. I know what it's like to put in all your energy into a project or goal for months, and then it fucking sinks harder than the Titanic. It's defeating It makes you think, why do I even bother? Now it creates a mental roadblock from creating future implementation. And if you're neurodivergent like me, if you don't get that instant gratification, well, marketing is not instant gratification. I should back that up. It just creates this whole clusterfuck, like the podcast. Like I was just talking to the podcast producer today. I'm like, if you don't sit me down and lock me in a room and do a podcast, like I'm not going to do it because I've been defeated before in the podcast stuff. It just, it's crazy. Very similar, very similar. I know you all can feel that way. So it's like maybe you put in money into a Facebook ad or a social media ad before and it tanked and you wasted a couple hundred bucks and you're like, what the hell, this doesn't work. And then I have to go in and you work with me at Dogbus School and be like, no, so-and-so, Facebook ads do work. This is the way you do it. And you're like, holy crap, this is so simple. Is this really gonna work? And I show you, yes. And then you make $24,000 after spending $1,200 an ad. Anyway, I'm here to protect your energy and your time as a fucking pet business. I'm here to protect your valuable time and your energy and not to mention the money that you invest in marketing. Okay. There's nothing more than a kick to the bits when you invest your hard-earned cash into something and it ends up breaking even or worse. It 
down the fucking toilet. You have to flush a couple hundred bucks down the toilet. Now, if you're doing anything I'm listing today that works for you, good. 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 I'm, I'm fucking happy for you. Like, honestly, that makes my job 10 times easier. You are an outlier. There's always going to be outliers. Fucking congratulations. I will send you a sticker. Okay. And I'm not being facetious. Like, it works for you. Great. Don't change anything. And anything I'm about to list triggers you and you feel like I'm judging you. I'm not here to judge you. I, I'm, that's not my job. Like, if you want to be judged, go sit with your father <laughs> or go sit with my mom, who's always, who's always judgmental of my life choices. <laughs> But I'm not here to judge or look down and be preachy almighty at you. Like marketing is not easy. Like it isn't. Like getting fine-tuned with your marketing self is an art and a science. This comes from a place of love and action. And I want you to be able to take actionable steps and cut the shit if you need to cut the shit and connect to the right dog owners through your hard-earned marketing efforts. Okay. So let's dive into these outdated practices to yeet the fuck out of your dog business. All right, the first one. This is the hill I will always die on. I will, there's a hill for me to climb and die on it. It's going to be this hill. Okay. Again, this is not judgment. This is not shame. I don't care who you learned this from. Free Facebook groups for dog owners hosted by you. Yes, I went there. A couple of years ago, this is the strategy, man. The strategy was get people into your Facebook group and then provide value and sell them. You know those free Facebook groups for the dog owners. A group moderated by you. Sometimes it includes your friends or colleagues or peers that are in your local area. And that's designed for your local dog area owners. You know the one. A group moderated by you. And sometimes you put in your peers, your friends, your colleagues, maybe a partner or spouse that are designed for dog owners that are local to your area. You've probably seen them in your colleagues' Facebook profiles, such as join my free Facebook group with a bit.ly link profile. Again, it's the hill I'm going to die on, everybody. Out of all the marketing practices, if you're doing today, please cut the shit with this one, please. If it's working for you, again, great, you're an outlier. That's amazing. Keep it up. Keep doing it. But just be very aware of some of the things I'm going to list about this. And if it starts to eat up more of your time, cut the shit with this and get out of it. It usually goes like this. You create this group with the intended process of building value, aka you show up in there, you show your pretty face, do some dog training tips and advice, let people ask questions and you build value and then you sell them, aka the dog owners. Then you nurture the dog owners either by consistently posting, maybe you've done a freebie webinar, maybe you do a post, hey, I have four training spots open for August, getting them on your email list with the end game of getting them on a consult, aka sales session. I call it the landing page effect. Bring people in, engage with them, build value, and convert them into paying clients. Simple in the answer to your prayers, right? This was like a huge thing back in 2020 during the pandemic. That's, I see a lot of people doing that, and it's still running rampant today. And at first, it works, maybe even really well. But then you find yourself spending way too much time moderating it. It's like babysitting. It ends up babysitting. So you probably enlist some friends to help. And because you still have to train and run a business, train dogs and develop programs and, you know, eat, sleep, shit, piss, then the quality of people coming in declines. You have a whole rush of like really crappy, unvetted dog owners, and you spend so much time freaking trying to fill your funnel of the free group and posting everywhere. Maybe even try and add to the group, put it on your website, put it on your Facebook profile, 
Or if you're another free group, you're like, hey, join my free dog training group for so-and-so dog owners. But the people coming in ask the same questions and won't commit to connect with you. And then those people start coaching other dog owners. So you get frustrated and resentful at the free dog training advice that you have to babysit now and delete and block and you feel like you need to respond 24-7 and it's like you're on demand without getting fucking paid. Now it's getting filled with other dog trainers too. What? (laughs) And they're posting about their business. So on top of bad, shitty advice from other dog owners to other dog owners, to people that are posting about the rescues and fosters, to people that are asking the same questions and you're like, hey, listen, get on a call with me. And they're like, no, I can't afford it. You abandon it or use it to chat with the dog trainers that ended up in there and it's ending up to be like a networking group (laughs) or shit on the dog owners after posting after so much time invested. So on to chase the next so on to chase the next people you can fill up seeking the unicorns of dog owners. That's usually what happens when you fo- heavily focus on lead generation efforts through Facebook groups for dog owners. It sucks. It sucks. Like, again, it can work really well, but it's like a freaking uh, snowball going down the mountain. It just gets momentum and gets momentum until it crashes and burns. I'm going to be honest. Free Facebook groups for dog owners are a waste of time and energy. That super high-end client that wants to pay you five to $15,000 for a dog training program is most likely not hanging out on Facebook in free groups waiting to be sold to from generic content. They're not there. They don't have time to be in there. Sure, maybe some of their friends are. But when you lure people into the promise of free and free over, people expect free. And it's like pulling teeth. This is where quality over quantity comes into play when using social media platforms. So the first thing you're going to eat out of your dog business marketing practices is the free Facebook groups. And before you're like, well, Kristen, dog business school has free Facebook groups for industry people. You're contradicting yourself. See that grassroots, they always contradict themselves. Yeah, but we're not in there up your ass is pitching you anything every goddamn day. Shit, we're barely in there unless it's for something we want to be rude and crude and make a joke at the expense of ourselves or the industry. And maybe we'll share an event once in a while, but it's not for marketing and lead generation purposes. Like, no, like y'all deserve a good spot, like to chill and not be sold shit. (laughs) Did I ever tell you about, oh my God, I'm going to go on a a tangent, not a tangent, but a little story time here. Uh, When I first became business partners with Maggie in 2019, we went to an industry conference and we were vendors there. And we literally were not pitching anything. We were not taking any email addresses. We were just there for support and hangout. Like it was, hey, come to our booth, sit down. Um, it was in Denver. Smoke some weed with us if you wanted to do that. Get a couple notebooks, get some stickers, like have some. We literally brought popcorn. <laughs> we literally brought popcorn. It was like, hey, come hang out with us. Come hang out with us. That's how we approach our Facebook group. And people kept walking by and dog trainers and other pet business owners are like, what are you selling? Like, what are you selling? And even the vendors were like, what are you selling? And it got to the point of where you put a sign, it says, come by, say hi, we're not selling shit. And the other vendors raised such a stink. They said we implied that the other vendors were selling shit and we weren't, we were selling something that wasn't shit. Oh my God, it was fucking hilarious. It was one of the, that was the moment I was like, I made the right choice to become a business partner at Crossroads. And it was just so funny. And that's the thing. That's the purpose with the dog business school group. We're like, we're not selling you shit. We're not here to pitch you stuff or post motivational content. Like, we don't have time for that. We're here busy focusing on our client, just as you should be, right? <laughs> just like very similar. 
should you focus all your valuable information and expertise to people that aren't paying you shit or focus on the, focus on getting really high end people and, and delivering content, uh, delivering really good service to them that are you're being paid for. Same principle, same principle. Okay, so y'all deserve better. Y'all deserve better, and we need to, yeah, need to stop it. Stop giving advice for free. It's recip- You don't want a transactional relationship if you're trying to create community. Okay, so ditch the free Facebook groups. Now the next outdated marketing practice. And I might trigger some of you, but it's okay. I'm not talking to any of my school students because I know you, y'all aren't doing this. And if you are, I probably already spanked you in the group on this. Is resharing your content over and over and over and over and over again. Raise your hand if you reshared com- content from your Facebook to multiple pages and Facebook groups to increase visibility. My hands raised. That might look like having a promotion, aka you should never promote fucking sales on your fucking platforms. Don't do that. That's another outdated marketing practice, but we're not going to talk about that today. But just say you're having a summer sale and you reshare it into 80 different fucking Facebook groups. Okay. All your local Facebook groups, your buy, your child, say the moms of your local area communities. From the standard Facebook group uh, township to, you know, buy trail seeds ones. I see it all the time. It's spammy as fuck and it's ineffective. There's also no quality control in your targeting. So you're sharing it. It's like kind of like people driving by a billboard on the um, highway and they see, you know, it's like you're going through like a speed trap area and then you see the big lawyer there and it's like, hey, have you got, got ticket? Call this person. It's ineffective. And here's the thing, too, about resharing your content consistently like that into different Facebook groups and not getting an engagement or likes or looks or even like people commenting on it. It hurts your reach. It hurts your reach, especially. It shows Facebook, oh, I should say meta. It shows meta that the content you're creating is not engaging enough to show it to more people, right? And we know how meta is like, basically, it's super hard to get organic reach now. Even just sharing it over and over and over and not getting an engagement is just going to hurt your organic reach even more and your page is going to get buried down even more. Now, it's not that I'm recommending you go ahead and do an ad to a post, okay? Don't twist my words on this one. But an ad would even be more of an effective strategy because at least you can control the audience that you're targeting versus going ahead and spamming all these local Facebook groups. Again, I'm not saying please don't go do this. Please don't do this. Go and do an ad because there's a lot behind the scenes when it comes to running an effective ad. But for the love that is all holy, stop resharing everywhere. Hey, hey, dog business owner, I see you listening and nodding your head. Do me a hot favor. If you are loving this episode and are feeling like, fuck, I need to talk to Kristen or the dog business school team, do yourself and your business a huge favor. Go to dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us. This way you can see what we're all about, fill out in a simple application and get direct line to my calendar. Yeah, like even my assistant really doesn't get access to my calendar. That way we can shoot the shit, see what's working in your dog business, what's not working, and then make your dog biz goals into a fucking reality and plan. Go to dogbizschool.com forward slash work with us. See you there. Okay, the third thing, the third outdated marketing practice is not knowing your dog owner audience and demonstrating that publicly. Do you ever have issues with marketing? Does marketing confuse you? 
Have you ever worked as a business coach to help marketing? Do you have no time for marketing? Do you have a dog that pulls? Is your dog, is your puppy biting you? Are you having trouble with housebreaking? You're doing the same shit with your dog owner, okay? If you're using any questions in the primary messaging of your marketing, no matter where it is, it could be on Instagram, it could be on Meta, it could be on your website, it could be on a Google ad, it's time to throw them out with the... If you're using questions in the primary messaging of your marketing, it's time to throw it out with the rest of the outdated trash. You need to know what your audience's true pain points are, true pain points. You need to lean in on them. You need to make a connection through your copy, knowing your niche, right? So it could be like, hey, dog owners, I see you struggling with your dog's leash pulling. Ouch, your shoulders. Taking a walk around the block should be a relaxing activity, but it's filled with embarrassment, frustration, and shame. Can you see how much of a difference that is versus do you struggle with your dog walk, your dog pulling you on the leash? Do you struggle with this? Do you struggle with that? No. You need to get in bed, literally in bed. I always say what keeps them up at night with your dog owners and market to that. Know your pain points. Okay. But don't overly, overly paint the pain points because then you sound like a dick too. So it's a little bit of a delicate balance. Now, the next marketing outdated practice, you might not necessarily be doing this like with your full knowledge. I can't think of the word consciously, but I see it being showed up everywhere. Shaming dog odors. Because listen, your dog business is you, you are your brand, and your brand is everywhere. Now, the rise of shaming dog owners has reached a boiling point on all platforms. Now, you might not be directly shaming them through your business, but when you repost that TikTok of that famous dog trainer TikTok, you are in the shaming dog owner club. When you post that resentful, they should have gotten a goldfish comment on your Facebook profile, that trickles into your content. It does. And people see that shit. I see that shit. I see that shit. It's not just because I have a lot of dog owner friends, but I see that shit all the time. It's insidious. It's disgusting. When you post content making fun of a dog owner on TikTok or Reels for the validation of other dog trainers. Yeah, I see you. I see you. So when you post content that inadvertently shames a dog owner, because you want validation from other pet business owners or whatever else, and you want to be in that bro club, yeah, yeah, that's an outdated marketing practice. And the only thing that's self-serving is yourself. That's a hard one. I know. Here at Dog to School, we've actually fired clients for that behavior because it is zero tolerance here. I know, listen, I know people can be super fucking frustrating. Super frustrating. Not all your content, or nor should ever be, be the super happy, joy, joy, like everything's great in the world, right? Like it doesn't need to be that way. You can be real, you can be gritty, and you can show the dark side of what you do. But when you do something at the expense of a dog owner that capitalizes on their shame, nah, that ain't marketing. That's being a dick, bro. And the millennial Gen Z dog parent, they are a different breed figuratively and literally. I saw this video this morning and it was reposted on TikTok and it was also reposted on Reels 
of somebody that is journaling their story of their reactive dog. Sure. If we look at it a dog trainer perspective, she's making a lot of fucking mistakes, right? Like she needs a professional dog trainer. And the trainers in the comments, yikes, you were all over her. I was like, oh my God. But then the other day, she shared another video of her reactive dog being free in a field, secure without other dogs. She shared her feelings, her excitement of being... She shared her feelings and the excitement of her dog being able to experience something that rarely gets freedom off leash without other dogs and her being a fucking nervous wreck around it. And the comments were exploding with other dog owners like her. Now, what type of content would attract her? Be better, dog peeps. Y'all are better. And the last one, and we're going to wrap it up. Community events and trade shows. Up to 2020, these used to be super popular with dog trainers and other dog business owners. Forget the enormous trade shows like the the RV expos and the home expos and the wedding expos. Like those things, don't waste your money going to those at all, ever, 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 ever. Like it attracts so many people in. And the thing is, it attracts people from all different areas. And it's just a waste of time and energy. Okay, so even the pet, the local pet expo, like people are there to sell a product and dog owners are there just to like buy a product and like be in kind of the crowd and, you know, feel the crowd, feel the vibe. So don't don't bother going to those big expos and wasting your time. But the community events, you know, those community events, usually your local shelter has them, maybe your local college, maybe a local uh, charity has them. Community events are usually expensive in two different ways. Money, you have to rent a vendor booth, get a booth set up, dog treats, etc. And time and energy. You spend an entire weekend at the at the booth manning the floor, answering questions, demoing. It's freaking exhausting. And then only at the end, as you're packing up, you find your brochures and cards in the trash. It's full of lucky loos. It's full of people that are just there to have a good time with their dog and not necessarily purchase or seek dog training advice or help. It can be also really emotionally painful, again, when you find your brochures and your email, like email cards or business cards in the trash. It like, it sucks. It sucks, right? They only open the little tree of baggies just to get the dog tree and then trash everything. Let's think of it this way. If you're a dog trainer that specializes in behavior mod, would the client that has a dog with behavioral issues be at an event like that, enjoying time, like enjoying it and having fun? Most likely not they are probably stuck at home or they are not going to an event where they cannot be without their dog. The only time I recommend doing an event with you as an vendor with your dog business is when you can give back to your local community and causes without the goal of getting clients in. Like attending and supporting an event that is near and dear to your hearts without a transactional relationship. So for example, where I live, we do one every fall and it benefits So, for example, for my husband's dog training business, we do one every fall that's local in the downtown area, and it benefits a local nonprofit that gives back into the community that might are lower income and then builds fences for dogs. We are a vendor there every year. We support it. Actually, I'm not going to say that one. The only time I recommend doing an event with you as an vendor with your dog business is when you can give back to your community and local causes without the goal of getting clients in, without the KPI of breaking even on your time and your energy in the investment in the event. Attending and supporting an event that is near and dear to your hearts 
without expecting a transactional relationship. So ditch the events. If you want to give back to one of them, cool. You can definitely do it if you have some time and energy. Or you could just be a sponsor and just throw money at it. But ditch the events. Go there. Enjoy them as a dog owner. That's what we started doing years ago. It's amazing. It's fucking amazing to be able to go to one of those events. You feel bad for the vendors there. But yeah. So there you have it. The five outdated marketing practices you can immediately take out of your dog training business. I'll talk to you all later. Bye.